Good morning and welcome to another edition of Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Brass. Monica is the communications manager for BBB Serving Western Ontario. This morning, getting to places you want to be, dealing with something you must do, and avoiding people who will do you harm. Later, we'll round up some of the scams that BBB is aware of in our area. So you can avoid people who want to do harm to you. We'll talk with someone who helped you file your income tax. That's dealing with something that you must or have to do. And that leaves getting to places you want to be. And that involves travel. To provide some tips on getting away from the humdrum and blah of winter, we welcome Marion Bolton, manager of SallowVacations.com. Good morning and welcome to Ask BBB, Marion. Good morning. Thank you. So, Marion, you must be everybody's favorite person because everyone loves talking about travel. So how does Salo Vacations differ from other travel agencies and from other online booking services? Monica, we are a full-service agency with a great online portion. We advise passengers that they're welcome to either shop online but come in and book with us in our, our branch offices. Our service and experience separates us from other agencies. We can offer lower price for several products because of our buying power and our link uh, to Canada's largest tour operator. Wow. So this sounds like a win-win. So what are some of the most popular and available destinations this year? Uh, This year, we like to uh, promote our flights from London uh, to Mexico, uh, Jamaica, Punta Cana, Veradero, and they all have several wonderful hotel chains like Royalton and Ryu and Grand Bahia. It's really great to be able to just fly right from this city without having to travel to Detroit or, or to Toronto to, mm-hmm. to get your flight. Uh, it makes it great. Uh, has, has the coronavirus affected travel plans mm. for people? Travelers um, need to really be prepared. When situations like coronavirus come up, travelers need to ensure they have a solid travel insurance. Um, clients are still traveling. They have to be made aware uh, that if they have been in China in the last 30 days, they could be denied boarding either on an aircraft or denied boarding on a cruise ship. So since you're often working with people, you know, who are booking a vacation on impulse, how do you try to help them understand the contract that they're entering into and some of the terms? Booking with a travel consultant is quite ideal for these situations. We have we have a very large clientele, repeat clientele, who know and understand terms and conditions of the tour operators, and they are very travel savvy. Our new clients have to be uh, have to be told about the terms and conditions and need that explanation exactly how travel works. When a trip is advertised as all-inclusive, are there still charges and extras that travelers should be aware of, uh, Marion? All-inclusive means different things to different resorts. For example, there are packages that are more inclusive than others. Some have water sports and others may have motorized water sports. Most resorts do not include massages and off-site excursions. The best for the client is to ask questions. There are also cases where the government of the country they are visiting have local taxes that cannot be prepaid. As a travel consultant, we make clients aware of these taxes and or fees. So, um, 
do you provide information on things like travel insurance, medical insurance, vaccinations, passports, and so on, just so that people are prepared for their trip? We absolutely do. We offer information on travel insurance. By Ontario law, we have to discuss cancellation insurance, ensure that the client is aware what they are purchasing or declining in some cases. Medical insurance is always a concern and a discussion as well. The costs outside the province for medical treatments can be life-altering. I have several different examples. I can probably talk all day about it, but uh, it's very, very important for each client to have travel insurance. Passports and visas are certainly, um, we can assist with that. However, the client's responsibility ensure that they have proper travel documents to enter foreign countries. For vaccinations, we can reference the government travel sites. However, we, we recommend that clients speak to their doctors. What are some of the items that uh, vacationers sometimes overlook or, or forget to take with them that can affect their enjoyment of the trip? A big one is sometimes they forget is any prescribed medications that the traveler takes that they should take with them. Another one is enough sunscreen as it is very expensive to purchase locally. And, you know, if we don't take sunscreen, the sun is very hot in the in the Caribbean and it could ruin their vacation for a couple days. If they forget their medications, what mm-hmm. are some of the complications that arise in that case? Boy, it 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 could be something that they re- that they need to take. It's life or death. Um, it would be a matter of going to a local local doctor or local hospital in their destination and giving them the information and hopefully be able to get enough medication to last them for the duration of their holiday. Certainly would be something that would affect their total enjoyment of that oh, trip. Certainly. So that is that is a point to really uh, take into effect. Are there things that people pack uh, that they find out aren't allowed on the airplane or, or they're not allowed to take with them? Yes, there's always lots of things that they take on the airplane that they're no, not supposed to take. They put uh, water, liquids, and gels in their carry-on, sharp objects. A big one is the men who travel often will have a small pocket knife in their pocket, and when they go through screening, they have the knife taken away from them. So uh, it's... it's and, those, and that's just confiscated. They don't get that back, do they? Well, they, they do confiscate it, yes. And there's been cases where they can go... In the larger airports, like the Toronto airport, they have a post office. They can go and mail that knife to their home. It costs them more to mail it than it does to buy a new pocket knife, but you can do that. Yeah, and it slows you down, right? You're standing in line trying to get through security, and now you have to check out through security again. Mm -hmm. But are there lists that you provide them with so that they can uh, Mm -hmm. make sure they haven't done that? A, that they've taken the things they need, and uh, Mm -hmm. B, that they haven't taken anything that they shouldn't. We don't necessarily have a list, but there is a website for the Canadian Air Transport Security Authority, the CATSA, and you can go read on that website and it'll tell you exactly what you can bring in your carry-on, what you can take in your suitcase, and what you can't bring. So these are all good tips. So speaking of tips, (laughs) tipping is part of the travel and hospitality industry. What advice do you give to customers on tipping? 
I tell them that tips are at your discretion. I advise them in most cases, in most of the Caribbean countries, that they can take American $1 bills with them and use them for their tipping. If they're using Canadian, our first bill is a $5 bill, so it's it's a little easier to get rid of a $1 American bill than our $5 bills. Our, our loonies and toonies aren't uh, as welcome? Well, no, they can't really get rid of them at their bank. Okay. So, so um, and when we think of all-inclusive, uh, where does the gratuity come in on that, and how do you handle uh, the tipping there? Do you just continue to tip, or do you tip at the end, or how, how does that work? Again, it's a discretion type of thing. If uh, if I'm at a, a resort and somebody has gone above and beyond what they normally would, I will give them something a little bit extra. For the person who looks after your room at the end of the week, I will give them a tip at the end of the week. If I'm going to get a drink, I do not tip every time I go and get a drink. So, again, it's at your discretion. The, the people at the resorts have to serve you, so they're going to serve you whether you tip them or not. Yeah, So, but it's always good to acknowledge, like you said, right, Absolutely. when someone's gone above and beyond. That's always nice. Well, Marion, thanks very much for joining us this morning on Ask BBB and uh, giving us some insight into the things we should uh, know before we go traveling. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Monica. You're listening to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Monica Braz, and our guest has been Marion Bolton, who is manager of Sell-Off Vacations, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. Search travel in the BBB directory, and you'll find them. Coming up, tips on meeting that tax deadline coming up very soon. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Monica Braz, who is the communications manager with BBB Serving Western Ontario. It is an annual event that many of us dread, the deadline for filing your income tax. This morning, we welcome someone who is quite busy helping people meet that tax deadline. Our guest is Amy Lightfoot, who is an accountant with the London Tax Depot, Inc. Welcome to Ask BBB, Amy. Thanks, Monica. Thanks, Jim. So, what is the deadline for filing our income tax? And is it really too early to start thinking about filing right now? April 30th is the magical date, and that's for all individuals. The only exception is self-employed people have until June 15th to file. So it's not too early then? It is too early. CRA will be accepting returns February 24th. Oh, okay. So it gives us a little bit of time then to get all our bills together. (laughs) So is there anything new that we should be aware of as we prepare to file our 2019 tax return? There's nothing significantly new this year. What are some of the questions that we should be asking a tax preparer when we're uh, selecting a company or or individual who's going to work with us to help us prepare that that tax return, Amy? Well, the first thing most people ask is, do you do cash back? And uh, how would that work? Uh, You do the cash if there's a refund available? Now, there are many places that do the cash back as part of the fee. London Tax Depot does not do that. They just file the return for you, and the the CRA will dish out the refund. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that that was something that people would ask for. So what information, then, should we have um, available when we go to meet with someone, um, you know, who we're looking to help prepare our taxes? 
If you're going to prepare, you need to bring all of your T-slips, so all of your income slips, in addition, RRSP contribution slips, uh, rent or property tax receipts as well. Okay. And some people, I think, um, consider sometimes also health receipts. Is that really something that people should think of? You can claim medical expenses, but it does depend on how much income you've earned. What are some of the complications that small business operators would encounter when they're filing their taxes? Most of the time, uh, people are not prepared, so they either haven't kept a good record of their expenses, travel, mileage, gas, or they haven't separated business from personal expenses throughout the year. That can make things very complicated. And so how do you, uh, how do you help them and what sorts of things do they have to go through to, to rectify that? Well, it depends how much work you want to pay someone to do for you or how much you want to do yourself. If you can get all of your business expenses and income separated and have that ready to go, it'll be a lot less preparation time for the preparer. And, you know, when we think about taxes, everyone wants to pay what's fair. But how can people become aware of some other deductions that they can make that they would qualify for? Well, most software you get nowadays does give you all of the basic deductions and credits. But if you take a step up and go to someone with with knowledge, they can help you take advantage of all the credits that might be available to you. So if we were going to work with a company like London Tax Depot, do we need to sit down with you, go through the process, and, you know, what information do we need to take, um, and how much time would a meeting like that involve? Just, you know, like especially if we're going to somebody new. Uh, So long as you're prepared and you've brought all your information, the process should take about half an hour to an hour, and they'll do it while you wait. If you're in a more complicated situation or you haven't got all your information with you, it could be a situation where you drop it off and have to come back. So you mentioned at the first uh, of our conversation some of the things that you should uh, take with you. But if this is the first time that you're working with a company like uh, London Tax Depot, uh, are there some things that we should bring along so you know um, what we've done in previous years? Yes. If you're going somewhere new, make sure to bring your previous year's notice of assessment with you as well as all of your personal information for yourself, spouse, and dependent children, ages, birthdays, social insurance numbers. Okay. And then so we go, you know, to um, a new person or we go to London Tax Depot. And if Revenue Canada has questions about the return that was prepared, um, does CRA contact, you know, the individual person or do they, for example, in your case, contact London Tax Depot to get information? The CRA will contact either the preparer or the individual. It depends on the timing. If the return has been filed properly, they will contact the preparer. If they have other questions specific to the individual, they might send them a letter. Okay. And so when we think about, you know, the Internet has really changed how people do their taxes. Um, A lot of it is online. Does everyone qualify for e-filing? Anyone, living or deceased, can e-file nowadays. However, there's a limit for uh, three years past due. So if people have gone, you know, or go to do their taxes for the first time, is there um, an amount that is reasonable for them to plan to spend getting their taxes filed? So the base fee for most places is about the same for basic returns. The only difference is if you're going somewhere that offers the cashback, you'll end up paying an effectively higher rate because of that. 
How much is the average cost of uh, preparing a return, a simple return? Uh, The cost to prepare a return at somewhere like London Tax Depot is about the same as it would be to buy the software. A lot of people might just not want their information to be in someone else's hands, or they might have the knowledge and experience to do it themselves or for themselves and a few family members. Well, we're all a little more prepared now, I think, to uh, get ready to prepare our taxes. And Amy, we want to thank you very much for being our guest here this morning. Thank you, Jim. You're listening to Ask BBB, and we've been talking to Amy Lightfoot of London Tax Depot, Inc., an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. You can find more information online at bbb.org under Tax Return Preparation. London Tax Depot, Inc. is just one of the accredited businesses that support BBB. And in a moment, we'll talk about what that means to you. And welcome once more to Ask BBB, a weekly program produced by the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Brass. Monica is the communications manager at BBB serving Western Ontario. The Better Business Bureau's mission is to promote and maintain an ethical marketplace where customers and businesses start from a place of trust. Every accredited business supports all of the efforts of the BBB in bringing information to consumers, and each accredited business adheres to a set of standards that create transparency and trust. And this program, Ask BBB, is part of BBB Serving Western Ontario's efforts to keep you informed. We feature accredited businesses whose owners and managers share information that helps consumers make decisions concerning the purchase of products and services. The Better Business Bureau maintains a directory of businesses in our region, both accredited and Non-accredited. And you can read any reviews posted about that business, check the business's rating, and get an overview of the business as well. Accredited businesses can include photos and videos on their BBB posting, and you'll also find a link to their website and other social media pages. The support of accredited businesses also helps BBB maintain Scam Tracker. Scam Tracker has become more and more important as fraudsters have invaded the marketplace through the internet, either by online fraud or by gathering information about us through the internet that aids them in approaching us by phone or mail. And you can help prevent fraud by spreading the word. Tell your friends and family about the BBB Scam Tracker and encourage them to look at the BBB accreditation seal when they're going to do business. Scammers and fraudsters are active throughout the year, but it seems as RSP season is upon us and income tax deadline is approaching, their approaches are more frequent. Well, here are some of the scams that have popped up in our area since the beginning of the year. The first one we're going to look at are phishing scams. They were on the rise in 2019 and continue in early 2020. An example in our area is from the First Hazards Association. The members received emails that seemed to be from their president asking members to send him money because he had fallen on hard times. Well, in this case, the scammers were stopped because the 140 members know their president, Lieutenant Colonel Joe Murray, and they contacted him directly. And that's something that you should do whenever you are approached by email or regular mail to send money. Check with the source directly. Check Scam Tracker to see if a similar scam has also been reported in your area. According to the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre, last year, $12.7 million was lost to such phishing scams. Another scam is the bank scam. This scam resulted in a loss of thousands of dollars from a Tilsonburg resident. The scammer posed as a loss prevention officer and persuaded the victim that their account had been compromised and asked for him to help in catching the scammers. That involved purchasing Google Play cards and giving them ID numbers. Being asked for gift cards or Google Play cards is a big red flag for a fraud or a scam. 
Remember, banks will never ask you to withdraw cash or use gift cards. A Kijiji scam reported by Elmer Police reminds us that if you're sent a check and instructed to forward funds for any reason, talk to the bank to make sure the original check is legitimate. In an Elmer case, the victim was selling exercise equipment for $800. They received a check for $2840. The instructions were to send the difference, $1630, of that by e-transfer to a third party for shipping arrangements. The original check was fake, and so the victim was out the $1630. And Monica, that romance scam is still out there. That's right. A senior in Norfolk County was defrauded of $200,000. Valentine's Day is only a couple of weeks away, so this is an opportunity many times that people will take advantage of. Contact family, friends, or call us at the BBB if you have a new friend that starts asking for money. There are other red flags as well and warning signs that you might be missing associated with the scam. And that information is on the BBB website and it points to some of those red flags. Well, Monica, that's our time for this morning. Until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Bryce. Remember, ask BBB. And start with trust.